Radio. Okay. Hello, this is Hal Hartley, and you're listening to Film Wax Radio. Hey, everybody, it's Adam Shartoff, your host of Film Wax Radio. It is Friday, January 29th, 2021. This is episode 653. We're going to celebrate a uh, re release, a 4K restoration re-release of a classic indie film called What Happened Was. And um, we have the the creative team, essentially the two people that really made this film what it is, which is a classic. And it was uh, written and directed for the stage originally in, I think, 92, so almost 30, year, uh, 30 years ago, by Tom Noonan, who, you know, has been on this show a couple of times before. And he then adapted for the screen. His co-star in this uh, play and film is actor Karen Silas, who has also graced this podcast. We had her on a few years ago when we discussed Hal Hartley, his early films, the Long Island Trilogy, in which I believe she she appeared in two of those films. She was also in this film a little later on, or roughly maybe in the same time, generally speaking. But this was, of course, the early 90s during a boom of independent films here in New York, mostly. And so it was a thrill to, you know, a few years ago to talk to both Tom and Karen for separate reasons back then. And then I reached out again, knowing that uh, their their film, What Happened Was, was being re-released. And I watched it. This is my third time. And I have to tell you, it gets better with each viewing. So this was uh, just to see uh, this, the showcase of these two talents working together in what was a very special project. Uh, so here's how's, what's happening. Oscilloscope, which is a distributor of independent films, is, is, reissu- has re- is reissuing this film and has done a beautiful 4K restoration on it. And it's going to be, as of today, Friday, again, the 29th of January, it's in virtual theaters. Like here in New York, it's at the Film Forum. It's I noticed today it's also at the uh, Aperture Cinema, for instance, in Winston-Salem, California, at the Tampa Theater in Tampa, Florida. It's also at the uh, Northwest Film Center in Portland, the Coral Gables Art Cinema in Miami. It's in Cinemopolis in Ithaca, New York. I've been to that theater. It's Cinema SF in San Francisco, Violet Crown Cinemas, in uh, Santa Fe, Charlottesville, and Austin. And I can keep going on, but what you can just do is go to what happened was dot oscilloscope.net and you can look up uh, where else. And I, you know, it's a great opportunity to support independent film. It's a great opportunity to, uh, to support an art house cinema. So, so do that. I think after these conversations, you'll be very tempted. And uh, of course, both of these are on the Filmwax Radio YouTube channel, also known as Filmwax TV. You can go to youtube.com slash Filmwax Radio and find both my conversations with Tom uh, 
and Karen there. What happened was, winner of the Grand Jury Prize and the Waldo Salt Screenwriting Award at the 1994 Sundance Film Fest, what happened was, is Tom Noonan's directorial debut, a darkly humorous take on Dating Dread. Featuring powerhouse performances by Noonan and Karen Silas as two lonely hearts spending one claustrophobic Friday night together in an imposing apartment, the film exposes with startling clarity the ways in which people struggle to connect. As relevant now as ever, Oscilloscope undertook a brand new 4K restoration from the film's original 35mm negative and is making this pristine version widely available for the first time since the 1990s. So these two are just in a row. There'll be a little trailer in the middle. Enjoy the conversations with Tom. If you want, if you look back, uh, Tom was previously on episodes 333 and 373. So if you feel like looking back, uh, you can find those. Those are audio podcasts, so you can find them on the website if you have uh, trouble finding them elsewhere. I think... Probably they're only available on the Filmwax Radio website at this point, and you can go through the archive and find them there. And Karen Silas was on episode 525 when uh, back in December of 2018. Uh, so uh, and you can look for that that conversation. Meanwhile, again, the name of the film is What Happened Was, and here are its two s- co-stars, Tom Noonan, and Karen Silas, only here on Film Wax Radio. There'll be uh, no outro today, so do take care of yourselves and the ones you love. How are you? Okay. You're definitely not in the village. That's for sure. Up, upstate. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Seems to be the place to be at the moment. Yes. If only there were theaters running and... Right? If only there were yeah. cinemas and, and music and live things happening. Maybe. Yeah, my theater, I, I've sort of lost my theater too. Is is there a big question mark on its future, or are you saying it's a it's just a fait accompli? What's, uh, I mean, I, I assume it's always you're at some degree hanging on by threads because of the nature of the business. But yeah, but we own the building and we've been doing well for quite well, a while. Like I've been there thirty seven years. That's quite a while. Yes, um, no. I mean it. It seems highly unlikely to me that we'd sur- we're going to survive this from. Even at the building, we can get the building to get through that. Are people going to go to plays anymore? Are, are people going to feel comfortable sitting in a dark space where somebody's coughing? You know. I, of course, say yes because I want to be optimistic, and I feel like I've got a very enormous, uh, you know, stake in it myself. Less than you, you know. So I'm not the right person to ask because. Uh, you know, I'll say absolutely we're going to come back. People are going to be starved for a live theater, you know. So there are things, steps can be taken, Tom. There could be t- steps in terms of 
vaccination proof of that, you know, that there are certain steps we'll yeah. be doing for the foreseeable future to, before we can go inside of a place where we might be sitting close to somebody else, but people are, re- yeah. a lot of renovation would have to be done. A lot of air supply and yeah. Yeah. On the slightly sunnier side, it's been a, a, a 4k restoration um, of your first directed, your directorial debut, what happened was, thanks to, in part to oscilloscope. Yeah. How did that happen, by the way? Who approached whom? Um, Who was involved in that conversation? I'm sure they, I, I think they approached us. I mean, Scott McCauley's my producer. And neighbor. Yeah. I mean, he lives pretty close. I mean, when I'm in the city. And uh, he just called up one day and said, they want to restore you the movie. They want to go back and remaster everything and i was like geez you know and then we we went and met them and you know it's been cool it's 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 gone very from my side of it pretty quickly i mean retimed it in in a in two days two and a half days you what and changed, retimed it i mean changed the timing is the color and the darkness i see of each shot um so that that went pretty quickly because uh-huh. um, a lot of things I'd always wanted to do and never did because we were so, when I sold the movie or, you know, licensed it to Goldwyn, um, they just, they wanted it to look a particular, they wanted it to look a particular way that would make it look better on TV, which seemed insane to me. Um, did it ever screen, did it ever play on television? Yeah, well, I mean, it was on Netflix for a couple of years. I know, but not, that's not what Samuel Goldwyn was talking about, right? They were talking about broadcast. They were, they were, they were, they were talking about change, you know, about in the transfer from the film to the to the video that they would then broadcast. Yeah, that video was very flat and very bright. Did that ever happen? A broadcast? Well, not not even broadcast, just on a video screen. I mean, okay, um, right. So we're watching it, was, it all, all, right. We're watching with the VHS or whatever they were using at the time. 90, yeah, early to mid nineties, mid nineties. Yeah, and we missed the advent of uh, DVDs. Right. What happened was came out, and then like the next year, DVD started, and it was you know, yeah. Uh, So there been a lot. It was really fun to change, you know, to make it look the way it really looked when we did it, which is much much darker. Okay, so there's two people in this whole film. It it sort of plays out like a play, but I wanted to say from the bat, this is my third time seeing it, and it gets better each time. Oh, thank you. It's better. Especially, I mean, I haven't seen it since probably the last time we spoke. Uh huh. So it's been a few, two or three years, but I watched it again, and it, like you know, loved it, loved it. Oh, great! Loved, loved it. And you yeah. saw the, re- the, re- the remastered one, or not? Right. Well, let's skip this part of the conversation because I think okay. I just watched your your copy. Okay. Your copy. So no, I'm looking forward to going to go bring myself to filmforum. dot dot net dot rather dot com whatever uh, and watching it uh, virtually because that's yeah. what, or there uh, we'll, we'll we'll point people right from the bat. We'll say that you can go to what happened was dot oscilloscope dot net and you can get a list of all of the uh, art cinemas that are going to play this virtually starting uh friday this friday but yeah so choose your favorite one or maybe arbitrarily choose one and, and support support the film support tom support 
art cinemas because everybody needs support. Also, can I add one little thing? That's the whole idea. Add as much as you want, please. Um, a, a number of years ago, I wrote the sequel to What Happened Was called What Happened Next. And Ellipse. <laughs> we, but, um, <laughs> and it looked like it was possibly going to get made and then it didn't. So, but it's, it's a, I like the script a lot and it's, you know. Um, Is there an expiration date on it? How could there be an expiration date on it? I don't know. You and Karen. Re, uh, it, I mean, we get too old to do it. That's I one guess. example, but I don't know. I, <laughs> you look the same to me. A little gray around the edges, but you look the same to me. I just uh, yeah. think you're um, great. I mean, in the, in, the, in, the, in the script I have, it's about 20 years later. Oh, perfect. But it could be, it'd be a little more, because the daughter is particularly important. Uh, we have a daughter. Um, wow. And she's still a teenager or a late, you know, she's 17 or 18. So it, I couldn't, if I got 20 years later than I am now, I wouldn't be able to do it. But for now, it'd probably work. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Karen, I saw a couple of years, uh, you know, I spoke to her um, for, I don't want to waste too much time on this, but I spoke to her brief uh, some time ago for a Hal Hartley film. And that was also, you know, uh, back in the news or whatever, but anyway, and then I was in LA. She asked me to to stop by and visit. I she 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 of course very believable too for somebody who might have had a child within the last twenty yeah. years. Still, she looks fantastic, very healthy. Yeah, you know, so that's good. So you could do this <laughs> the original the entire original cast. Yeah, so, and there yeah, there's but there's a lot of people in it. But oh, in the new there's probably twenty people. Really. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that one later because, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I don't want to tell too much about it, but yeah, it's, it's not, it's not real time. It's not, you know, it's sort of real. Maybe, but a lot of the conceits that are in what happened was, or I've, I've. So if, if enough people watch what happened was, you might be able to finance or give rationale for financing the sequel. If this is a yes. big success and people rediscover or discover for the first time what happened was now with the new restored version, this would be a great way to uh, help launch the sequel of it. Yeah. So I'm behind that 100%. You know, speaking of Karen uh, Silas, how did she, how did you find her? How did she end up playing uh, opposite you in the film? As what happened is I what, what happened is what happened what, what happened is I, I um I was not an unknown actor at the time when I made this movie. I mean I wasn't a big star, but people knew who I was. Sure, and, of course. Um, so I went to all these these women who were sort of that of that age that Karen is and asked them to read it. And you know, and these were well known people that I I had been friendly with for a long time, and almost without a exception they all thought it was sort of not not very substantial that was a comment i heard they said you're nice you're a nice guy and a good actor but this is not the material of a play there's nothing nothing goes on it's just you just two people sitting eating i don't know i don't get have they been the to the public theater 
Because, <laughs> well, or so, any other experimental. I couldn't, find any, I couldn't find anybody of the people I knew to do it. Okay. So um, I had the slot in the theater booked, so I had to get going at a certain date, and the la- it was a couple days away from that deadline. And I went to my agent and said, you know, do you have anybody? sort of roughly my age do you think could do this and look look at it and you know and they said well all everybody's booked but karen silas is around and i remember i'd seen her in the al harley movies and i said oh really and they said yeah we'll arrange we have a we can have a meeting and maybe later in the week and so i met her for breakfast and uh i really didn't know her personally what's happening there um my heater's going on for no reason um but I could tell immediately when we, we sat down to eat that it was going to work. Yeah, you guys and, have a, I'm, you know, sorry to interrupt, but you guys, no, no, no. The, the, the chemistry, and it's not always great, you know, like, it's, I'm not talking about necessarily romantic chemistry, I'm just talking acting chemistry, whatever, is, yeah. uh, it's just, again, I had a much deeper appreciation on this viewing of of, of what you guys created. But go ahead. Yeah. No, no, and and... You know, my style of directing is that I don't tell people anything much ever. Um, so we just ran it and ran it and ran it and ran it and forgot about the questions. And it, it was um, it was really great with her. Like she was really up for like, just run, let's run this 10 second section here a hundred times. And it, it was, she was, it was great. <laughs> so it was very easy and it was very easy to do it when I did it. I, We'd be, I'd be, you know, directing and telling people what to do a little bit. And then they'd say, okay, um, your, your spot is right there. And I go, oh, shit, I, I forgot I had to act in the scene. And I would get in and, and I, it didn't feel like acting to me. I'd done it so much um, that I could just sort of let go and, and sort of went where it went. So she did the stage version? Yeah, oh, yeah. That'd be, That's, yeah, that was the reason and, doing it. All right. And then you guys shot it. It's not... I see a lot of these ad- adaptations and they're sometimes they feel very kind of staged, you know, like, Oh, this is a play. And you could, you just sort of shot it, but this feels like it works as a film uh, in, in yeah. of itself. Like right. you wouldn't feel like necessarily, Oh, this, you might think, Oh, this could be a play because of it's, well, I don't know what you say, what, how it's described, but having one set and yeah. a, is this a two-hander? Is that what they call these? I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, it, it was also shot really great. So you, who 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 was your DP? Who was your Joe DeSalvo? Joe DeSalvo? Do you know Joe? No. He's done. He's you know, he's works a lot. Um, okay. Yeah, he's he, he's working with Springsteen now a little bit. Oh, does he do those uh, documentaries now? That. I don't know what they're doing. They're doing now, but I, I know that Joe has worked with him a lot a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. Um, but, think, um, yeah, because we we rehearsed for five weeks for the play. The play ran for five weeks. At your theater, and then we found, yes, and then we found a location that I wanted to use, and we put a deposit down and and you know owned it for that period of time. And we would, whenever they weren't there, the people in that place, we'd go rehearse. So. By the time we got to shoot, everybody in the crew knew every word in the script. And they knew exactly on what, you know, the, the dolly moves are just perfect. They're, you know, because everybody had been working on them so long. 
It's, it's well, same. It's same with our acting. Well, what do you what do you mean in sense of from the play? There's no dollies, right? So you're talking about like rehearsals of the film after the play. Yeah, as, soon as, as soon as we finished the play, we started rehearsing in the location. But as if we're, you know, and look, and the way the play was done was there was no proscenium. It was it was in the round, basically. Oh, okay. Basically, well, I, I turned that theater, I turned my theater into a sort of an old apartment, and put lots of chairs and stuff, and, and audience could sit either on the set or in the set or away from the set. So there's no there's no place for playing toward. Everything was you know there's no fourth wall, right? And it was it, the experience is I I really dug it and it really I thought it worked pretty good because you know you don't have to go to another location now and reblock it and change things and oh I see right that makes sense I see what you mean it's it's almost like a three dimensional that's not yeah. a good way to describe it yeah there's something more three dimensional about that type of when it's in the round, right? There's no escape. <laughs> it must yeah. be, I never thought about what that must be for the actor, the difference of going from a, where the audience is in front of you to being in the round or at least three quarters or however you're describing yeah. it, you know, where they're basically, there's nowhere to hide at all. Right. But this, the apartment in this film version, the, the, and, you know, what happened was, um, it's quite striking. It's quite a presence. It's almost, uh, you know, as they say, sometimes it's like a character, but it, 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 it it's it's very specific. This couldn't be in just any apartment. You know, it was built. It was you know that we built. We we got a little dance studio that had windows all around, and we built the apartment inside that box. Okay, makes sense. It's everything in there: the pillars, the ceiling, you know, all the sink and the kitchen, and all, that's all stuff we built in. Yeah, and people. Like back in the days in the 70s and 80s when artists started, well, they had probably many had been there already, but when they start moving into these lofts and these big spaces that were impractical and, and there, nobody understood why you'd want to live in them. But of course, they became very coveted spaces and very yeah. expensive ultimately. But at the back in the day, the idea of moving into some place like that and then trying to figure out how to occupy it and to fill it up and all that, uh, you know. Yeah. But there were people that were moving it to like people on just a basic salary, like her character would have had. She was a yeah. uh, an administrative assistant, or as how was she described in it, like a not a secretary. I say she says so she says yeah, and I say oh yeah, so they call the secretaries now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what they call the secretaries I, now. <laughs> it's a brilliant. Yeah, it's a brilliant moment because it kind of <laughs> describes the entire language of the film in a nutshell that interaction and like for as an example because yeah. the so much of the I'm, I'm changing course here a little bit from the apartment to now to dialogue and to their relationship but the communication between these two people is so t- intense you know <laughs> <laughs> I, I you know you have two people that are very very careful in trying to present in a particular way to each other and they're, but they're, they're, they, because they're so self conscious on some level, I guess, about how they're presenting. Like it turns out your character comes clean later on. We won't give too much away, but you're trying to come off in a particular way. And she is too. And the, the verbal intercourse is, is awkward and comes off completely wrong and clumsy. It's hard to watch. Yeah. Well, we did, we did the play um, 
I noticed as we did the run for, after the run was going for a while that the audiences would pick one side or the other during the run. So it could change by the, tonight. Yeah, yeah, but it became more and more pronounced as we, you know, because I just noticed sometimes I would say something and people would go and the audience would moan. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, sure. And How sometimes they, yeah. she would do something and they would either love it or hate it. And the play, the play was, what I learned was that the play is not the words or the blocking, or it's the relationship. It's the two of us. And as long as we just keep making it real or whatever you want to call it in some stupid way, it would take care of itself. Um, and, it, and it was just a, it was a great thing to learn. You don't have to have everything written down and that. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't that, isn't that what the, the entire excitement of doing live theater is? That, that it has a life of its yeah. own? Yeah. Yeah. And we went to do the movie. We, we sort of, not really in much depth, but we sort of picked, we re- I remember like all the shows. And I would say, remember that show that we did after that hour that right. like I was in the front? Let's take that section and that'll be the guide. So we sort of did a redo of, of the play, but picked different parts of it depending on how much we liked them. Oh, Yeah. So you, your characters' names, you play... Michael. Michael, and Karen plays... Yeah, he's Jackie. Jackie, Michael and Jackie. So and they work together in a law firm. She, as we said, is a secretary or <laughs> an administrator, and you're a paralegal. And they work together, and they obviously had a, a office thing going on. Not, not romantic, per se, but some sort of uh, fun, you know, kind of relationship in the office, which they've had to himself. The whole movie now, or what are you doing? What? I said, are you, you're giving away the whole movie. <laughs> well, I have to, it's in the setup, isn't it? Yeah. I could, if, if there's something you want to try to. Uh, <laughs> no, I just, I, I won't just like away the ending. I don't like, I just, I like things where I have no idea what, what they're like, and I like people to see things that way. I see, but you're the filmmaker. I think most people, I, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. I just want, but I say they do have a kind of a, that's true. There is a little bit of a nuance. Maybe we can cut a little of this out if you want, but uh, they know each other from their, their office. And, and now they're on this date, which, you know, doesn't necessarily translate. In other words, you can have a type of relationship when you work together, but then if you try to take it outside, it's a whole, it could go anywhere. Right. So that's kind yeah. of what we're seeing play out. Yeah. You know, I do. Now I'm I'm afraid I'll I'll say something. What? I said if you, I I'll correct you if you do. Okay, I, mean, thank I, was, you. I was I was I don't feel pissed off. I just yeah. I just cringe a little bit. Like okay. I can't stand coming attractions. I can't stand okay movie posters. I don't even like titles. You do know I that you like, don't represent most people, nor do I probably. But you don't probably represent the majority of people. They kind of want to yeah have some information. In no, in no way do I. <laughs> <laughs> through, no, through no wish of my own. I so how do you choose? Things. So if I can go off, off a little bit off topic, how do you end up choosing if you don't want any kind of, the less what? information, the better, how do you choose what you're going to look at or watch or buy a ticket for? How do you- I mean, I, you know, there, I find some, you know, I see somebody in a movie that I like and I watch everything that they're in. Yeah. I do that too. Like you, more, you know, yeah. But I, I mean, um, like you're you're an example. 
it for me. Like I might see everything you do because I also had that same. Oh, thank you. Who's an example for you? If we could. Um, I'm trying to think what we just, what we've been watching lately. Um, well, I've been, we've been watching Pas- Pasolini the last few days. Fun stuff. Because I, I ran in, I didn't run into him. I saw him on the street in Rome once when I was there. Get out. I was just walking and people were like, that's, that's Pier Polo. You know? Yeah. Um, they did say that. Was, so he's like a big celebrity you know. or was, I should say. Yeah, I mean, people were talking. It was like, Jesus. And I somehow recognized them. I can't remember from what. Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of who else I have you've tuned in on. Um, you know, all the... Uh, um, well, for directors, for sure, you, you know, one will... Sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 no. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> directors, there's like an artistic... Yeah journey that they're on right so it's very interesting yeah. to kind of watch as much as you can like hal ashby i mean you've seen one of them you want to, i want to see them all and they're all kind of different i mean we, we also watched um godfather three i tried again this is the second time i vowed i never would try but i i tried again to watch it oh there's an, his new edit yeah it's a little better but it's it's oh, not it? good it's really painful because the other the movies are so amazing but uh, he's he yeah well, but uh, you know film creative types take it take risks and they f- sometimes fail right so you know yeah yeah I mean he gave so much I mean there's so much that is incredible and I don't I don't care but I, I just wish there was more of it. Did you ever work with him, for instance, Coppola? No, no, I met him once. <laughs> I auditioned or whatever the word would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you had a meeting. Um, yeah. Getting back to what happened was, which again, it will be out, uh, excuse me, out. It will be available to watch on January 29th, which is Friday, um, this Friday, in a new 4K restoration. You mentioned Scott McCauley was a producer. Was he instrumental in bringing this to Good Machine back then? Who was the original distribu- distributor? What happened is Ted, I did a show yeah. called Monsters. You remember Monsters? It was the spinoff from Tales from the Dark Side. Okay. It was Seems a little- show, that, show that had a monster in it that sort of the, the, the story rotated around. Um, and somehow through Bob Balaban, I got a gig writing and directing an episode because they, oh. had, they had asked him to do it and then he couldn't and he couldn't get out of it. So he said, well, you're, you're, you, you know what you're doing. He says, took me in and introduced me. So we, I did this um, episode. Where am I going with this? Uh, what connected you with Ted? Oh, Ted. And I, I got there the first day and the producers came out and said, this is Ted Hope. He's, he's going to be your AD. Oh. And he was my, my mom, AD. So this we, Monsters episode? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. And we became like friends. Sure. And, you know, I said... You know, he'd, he'd just started working with Hal Hartley. And um, so uh, it was mostly through that friendship that I I then later I wrote this and I started working on it. And I thought this would be interesting to make a movie of this. You know, that's sort of the idea from the beginning was to make a movie. And um, so I had him come mm-hmm. to the show. And then, then he brought all the sort of tech people that he knew that might be interested in doing something like this to see it. So... 
having the people that I paid for the whole thing because I, I worked in movies, but um, oh, right. having all, having all those crew people come, that's how I, that's how I found Joe DeSalvo. That's how I found, I see. you know, the grips and the doll, everybody. Um, and then, then, you know, it got into Sundance, which I thought was a miracle. And uh, I had, well, you were well connected too. I mean, you had some good people working and producing that had probably really good. Con- and also, I keep interrupting. I apologize, but uh, I don't. Okay. But but uh, it was also the timing of the film was in the this peak of of the this whole movement of films. So you know, you were seen to be working with people that were right in the center of that. I mean, from what I can tell. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was at that time in the early to mid '90s. There was a lot of money, and there was for independent films, and they were becoming huge. You were doing, yeah. you know, so you were part of that whole wave, I think. Possibly, it seemed it would seem so. Yeah, and that seemed cool. I mean, there there are a lot of. I worked with a lot of people who did those kind of movies, and you know, it it. I learned a lot before I shot. And you, the, you say it went to Sundance, which was a great help for getting it distributed. And then you won the, the film won the Grand Jury Prize that year. Yeah. And won the Waldo Salt Writing Award. And the Writing Award. That had to feel probably best of all for you. That was great. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's always when, when you're an actor and you do a movie and you read it, everybody's like, oh, okay. <laughs> But it gave a certain legitimacy to me. To you as an actor, too? Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah. Artist? Yeah. Um, and also, they, 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 there's a, at the time, there was a grant from Panis, Panavision where they gave a, a package, a, a camera package for a shoot to anybody, that, to whoever the, uh, the administration at, at Sundance picked. And I, you know, I, I'm not the most go-along-with-stuff person, so... There was a there was a good deal of tension between me and them, and and at times, but they were very. It was amazing. They they gave me this package, which was worth forty 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 five thousand dollars. I had the best camera in the world, and I had, you know the best set of lenses ever. You know, um, so yeah, yeah. They were very very helpful to me. This has to be a peak in your your career. Back then, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, maybe in the whole thing. I mean, it's 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 always, I mean, cast in a particular thing is is always great. Or if you, you know, but but I mean, artistically speaking, the whole trajectory of making that film at that time had to be just very gratifying for you as an artist. Yeah. Also, the 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 Sundance um, workshops that they have. One happens in the winter, it's the writing one. And then there's one in June where you shoot what you wrote in January. Then in August, there's you meet producers to see if they could help you get the movie off or get it sold. Um, but in my class, I used to call it school, um, there was Allison McLean. Do you know Allison? She yeah. Jesus' son? Uh-huh, yep, yeah. sure. Um, Quentin Tarantino. Never heard of him. With, had never, at that point, had really done nothing except sold videos. Right. Yep. And I just make fun of him all day. Um, he hasn't well, cast you in anything, has he? No. Bastard. No, I was sort of mean to him. So. Oh, okay. And he, he somehow holds that against me. 
I just make fun of him because he's a funny guy. He's a very idiosyncratic person. Um, I can't remember who else. Tim Roth was there. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he got. I mean, he obviously were, were, got along well with with Quentin Tarantino. I think Quentin brought him. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to say cast him in. But there was a lot of you know. Um, so it was a place where you could meet a lot of people too. And, and a lot of people were very ambitious and busy. And, you know, within a couple of months after this <laughs> ended, the, this workshops ended, a lot of us had films almost done. Um, huh. Here I am. Yeah. That's a line from Manhunter. From which one? Manhunter. Manhunter, which you were uh, played. I, I understand you were in. <laughs> you didn't see it? Francis Dollarhide? Yes, I've seen it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? As a matter of fact, I was thinking my one day my sister, who lived in the village at the time, we all, my parents lived in the village. I lived in like on 15th Street and 3rd Avenue. My sister lived right by Astor. And I remember one time she was like saying, oh, I, I just saw this guy. This is like 30 years ago. This is probably around the time of the what happened was coming out. And she, she said, uh, I just saw that actor, you know, the one who was in... Uh, who played the guy, you know, the character, uh, the serial killer and man. Uh, what? Man. Manhunter. Manhunter. Yeah. But I don't know if she said that, but anyway, I was trying to like, well, who is she talking? I realized who she was some time later. I realized who she was talking, she yeah. was talking about you and you were probably living pretty, you guys, you know, we all lived around the same neighborhood at the time. So yeah. it probably made sense that it was you, but uh, no, that certainly put you on my radar. Of course, that role, yeah. you know, what year was that? 80, 80- 85 we shot it. i think 86 it came out roughly those dates yeah okay i'm just trying to figure out how long before you release or before you directed uh, uh it was five years later yeah yeah uh, well it must feel very gratifying just to start i think we have to i'm not sure but maybe we're supposed to wind things down soon but uh it just has to feel very gratifying that now it's 2021 so twenty six seven years later, and uh, it's 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 still out there. It's still a, of interest. It's still it's coming back around again. New new yeah. people new people will see this for the first time. Other people will see it again, like myself. And and uh, I'm going to probably you know pay the I'll, I'll go to the film forum <laughs> site and watch it to support you and the. It must feel good. Yeah, and there's there's a woman um, whose name escapes me because who wrote, wrote writes for Film Comment. Um, and about a year, and about a year ago, she wrote this like treatise about what happened was. Oh, but it was this monumental accomplishment, you know, and that led to some excitement about the movie and bringing it back. And I think that really, I think that had something to do with this getting done. Interesting. Oh well, we should ask uh, Sydney then about. Scott, Scott would know, yeah. Or Sydney. Would oh, know Scott, too. true. Well, I, I should bring. Well, how do you feel if I Sheila Sheila O'Malley? Thank you, Sydney. Sheila O'Malley is the uh, writer of that, uh, the author of that article that uh, that yeah. on, it filmed comment. So we can it's thank great. Sheila. We have her here. She's uh, gonna crack Zoom bomb, whatever. That would be pretty cool. I was thinking of reaching out to Karen about maybe talking to her about it. What? Do you, Telling her about talking about what happened was coming back out. Oh. Have you spoken to her about it? 
Yes, we, we talked the other night. She's moving back oh. out here. What? She's been in LA for 20 in years. Yeah, she has a beautiful place. She did, no longer. Oh, so she's she moving to New York? Yeah, somewhere nearby. I don't know where you are, but what county are you again? You can say the well, I'm trying not to tell you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to come over. Uh, yeah, so that's okay. There's that, that, that dollar hide guy. He lives in, lives in the next county, I heard. <laughs> I see. <yeah. laughs> Let's go that's look. What, that'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah. I would come over, actually, probably. I'm in the Hudson Valley, and I drove – a friend yeah. came up, and we drove over to uh, see the house, the big pink, pink – you know, the big pink house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I'm pretty close to it. I mean, I'm not far. And uh, I had always thought, oh, this would be cool to go check it out just to see if it's there and if it looks the same, you know. Yeah. It's not a real private road. And they put up signs along the road, you know, private road. And then there's fencing around the grounds that as you lead up to it, because people, I guess, it. all the time would cut through the woods and yeah. go on their property, you know. So they just had to put up fencing along the road. Makes people sense. live there so? yeah there's no. i thought well i saw a light on i didn't go up too close because i didn't want to you know get shot or uh, right you know arrested <clears throat> again <It's> fine. <laughs> yeah but there were i could see there were lights on in there you know that yeah. so people were definitely taking were re- living in there yeah january 29th go you can go again right. what happened was dot com dot excuse me what happened was dot oscilloscope.net but you know, I'm sure you can Google any of that and find the film and find out how to watch it. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking the time. Anytime, of course. Sure. This is like the third or fourth time we've done this. Third. Third time, yeah. Yeah, Hopefully it twice. Fourth. yeah well, we did this too in, uh, like I say, a few years ago in your village place. Yeah. And uh, it was good. I, I hope you. Yeah, I'm never sure because you're hard to read sometimes. But it seemed like we. Well, you met with me a second time, so I guess that that spoke by. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, "Keep it that way." <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, let's hope for uh, that we'll be able to uh, do the, the next one, maybe in person again. Sure. Yeah. Let's know, hope so. Um, and yeah, get beyond this place uh, where we are anyway. Uh, but uh, this was great. Thanks a lot. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. One another. So now I, you know, I just come home. It's your lonely apartment. You know what it's like. Huh. So nice to see you again. 
It's so great to see you too, Adam. You look wonderful too. Well, yeah, thank you. The- I mean, I, 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 other than the, you know, the, uh, the, the, the pasty, uh, sort of, and, uh, kind of puffy, uh, COVID pounds, I, I feel good. And I started a new regiment and I, uh, you're a yoga student. And teacher. Yeah. And teach. Oh, a teacher. Excuse me. Uh, well, well, maybe a student. We're of, all students. We're all stu- exactly. Yeah. That's a very Zen way to look at it. So I started at home, you know, finally, because, uh, you know, it just it was getting ridiculous. And I'm now living upstate, uh, north of the city. So I'm also, I'm just buried in a little bit more than I usually am. So I have to find ways in the apartment to, uh, you know, stay fit and uh, healthy. So, and mentally, mentally healthy too. And then, yeah, those things are combined though, right? You can't have one without the other. No. I mean, not really. So, not how, if it's, yep. How's the yep. dog? I remember when I visited you some years ago, not that long ago, but there was a dog, at least yeah. one dog. Oh, my gosh. What was it? Oh, there. <laughs> Very sweet. So sweet. His name is Augie. Augie. Augie the doggy. Yep. I, I call them all delicious. Friend. One of my good friends, her dog is named Augie as well. Really? It's a good name for her. I, oh, yeah. And also, uh, when I was growing up, my... Um, one of my aunts had a dog named Augie. That's so interesting. I've never really heard that. I mean, I know of August, August Strindberg. Um, but I or don't is really his know. Friends, as his friends called him, Augie Strindberg. Aug- Augie Strindberg. <laughs> Augie misogynist Strindberg. <laughs> they were like, Augie, snap out of it. You're a little down. You're a little intense. Lighten up, Treat your Augie. women better. Treat your women better. <laughs> Did he treat or did he treat his the women in his life awful? Oh, I didn't yeah. know. That. So it's well, hard the, to joke about it now. Yes, yeah, Siri <laughs> was one of Siri, which is so weird to say that name now, but was one of his first wives. I think he had three, mm-hmm. and uh, not a good situation at all. Well, you read, you know, Miss Julie, the play that I did over and over and over in different places. It's oh, that so was bizarre. Our- that it's like one, you know, you're, or are you like one of those cases of like lucky, like, you know, how, I don't know, Zero Mustel will forever be known for Tevya or whatever. Like there's certain actors that are just associated with certain roles. So I think I'm associated with Jackie and what happened was. <laughs> That's a good one though. I saw it again, of course, since you brought it up, you know, just nights ago, I put it on again. And what I told Tom is that I, every time I've watched it, I've seen it now three times, it just gets, I'm more and more blown away by the performances and just by the, the level of, of, of acting and writing in that. It's just unbelievable. It really is. It's harder. It's harder to watch too, because you're just like dying from watching these people that, you know, like this difficulty communicating and they're so desperate you know, to connect and they can't, you know, or they have trouble anyway, doing that. Did you get to see it again recently or is it? I replay it in my mind every day. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, you know, we created both these roles on off Broadway. So, you know, 
it's uh, it's very different when you have the um, ability uh, to actually create something on in on stage. Yes, sure. And then have it filmed. It, it's like it's such a gift. It's so uh, it's a very very different experience. Uh, oh, Mike, your your character uh, Jackie. She just what you know. You created this. Uh, I, I, and there's a part point where I just I just got to bring it because I've forgotten about it till I watched it again. Where you are reading a uh, short story you write, your character reads the short. She, she's a, a, a office administrator or secretary, you know. Yeah. yeah. And um, in a law firm, and and but you know, have always kind of been. What's the right word? Not jealous. Envious is a good word, maybe, or just always, you know, it's clear, like, the people that artists are, you hold to a great, you know, that she held to a great esteem, right? I mean, she's really, it's like, it's, it's, so she took, tried to write this, or did write this story, and when she starts it off, I, I, I guess I shouldn't give away too much, because just the way you start. we're streaming very soon. <laughs> that's right. No, as a matter of fact, today is Tuesday, as we're it's speaking. Friday, right? Friday, it's going to be out in virtual cinemas, including like Film Forum, and at the uh, at the um, Lemleys in uh, L.A. where you are. Very uh, exciting. Yeah. So on their on their virtual cinema at uh, on their virtual cinemas, which are you know online. Sadly, we can't uh, go into cinemas right now, but uh, I know. You know, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> it is. We don't have to go there because uh, <laughs> we've spent the last part of the We've been there for a year. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I just the character you're you're you were so, uh, it, you know, re- whether or not you the, the, the time workshopping it, although it's not I mean, you weren't just workshopping, you were performing. Yeah, it, we were performing. But you workshopped it, but it was kind of like a built in workshop for the film version where a lot more people saw it. Uh, but uh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, what a gift, you know. But it's it's really after seeing it multiple times now, I'm like, yeah, what you guys created was 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 really dynamite, and and I'm really glad that you guys got to do it um, on screen, you know. Um, and now it's going to have a 4K restoration, or it's or it has a 4K restoration. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. I'm very excited about this. Have you gotten to see the restored one, the new one? version yet i have not yet it's restored in your in your memories that for sure <laughs> yeah well, no yeah but you and i talked a few years ago we did on the phone i think uh, yes we did for similarly another kind of return to and restored films of hal hartley uh he was releasing some box sets and you were in a couple of the films and so we talked yeah then. And then I made a trip to LA and, and somehow ended up running into you in your home. <laughs> How did that happen? I don't know. Just fort- good fortune. Maybe an invitation? <laughs> <laughs> I was so uh, thrilled to to do that. And I, I really had a good time. What a beautiful home. So how much can you, t- can you tell me about, uh, since um, I learned that you're moving back to the East Coast, is it what? Can you talk about that, or are you comfortable talking a little bit about it? Or sure, I didn't know what was on the uh, you know 
the checklist of yeah, what was do's and don'ts? Well, it's private. It could be private. It's personal. So I didn't want to take that well, for granted. I, but, you you know, you are one of a number of people who I know who have made such a move. So my friend Ileana well, Douglas moved. Moving back east. Um, it, the timing is just right um, uh, for the family, for me. I've got an older daughter going into college, and I won't disclose her choices because she's still deciding. Okay, um, I was going to say, because if it's an Ivy League, I don't know, I don't want to make any assumptions about that, but I'm just saying it could be that that's on the North, in the North, most of them are in the Northeast, of course, so. And then the younger one's going into high school, so that's going to be- How do they feel about the move? They're the ones who said, why are we waiting? Let's do this now. We're in- zoom hell at school and they're thriving though in a weird way but um they're doing great emotionally it just it just felt right you know just the timing is perfect you know my husband's a writer and um i'm an actor and we are both from new york as you know i'm from brooklyn he's from queens and the timing just felt so right. I'm not sure how my dog's going to feel about it, but we're going to work on that. <laughs> now, why the location? Good. I can hear music. Ivan, I hear your music. We're working in a small apartment right now. <laughs> oh, is that true? Yeah. So we sold our house, and oh, um, you sold it. You had to sell it when you when you when you had the when the opportunity presented. So yeah. So now you're yeah, and so we're renting in Santa Monica, which you know, so it's nice. Um, it's you know, it's a, a different experience. Sure, sure. What? Yeah, very spacious setup. Yeah, so we're we're um, we're all transitioning and looking forward to going back east. So the girls are really um, they're on board because it's all new anyway, and yeah. the last year has been so odd right. that it's not like but we're yeah doing anything outside of our bubble you know so well my son you know i don't want to go too too much off topic but he's uh you know with his mom in la right now and uh he's having like you know he wants to be nowhere but brooklyn where he grew up and where his high school is so which high school did he go to he goes to this high school (laughs) so it's of course he does you know he's on their real-time schedule so he's getting up at the crack of dawn no, you know, no exaggeration. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. And uh, he was with me for months, and you know it, that he just, you know, I, I moved up to the Hudson Valley, so I'm. Where, where are you? Where are you? I'm about two, about a hundred miles north of the New York City. Okay. So that's why when you mentioned it, I was like, well, where in that state? Right. We'll keep you as uh, we'll keep it as as vague as that, but uh, yeah, because I wanted to I wanted to check out and I, I think I emailed you back. I have a very good friend. I we get on the Zoom or fair uh, FaceTime almost every night. I used to work for him, right? And we're very good friends. And so he he's in uh, nearby in the town nearby. So and he's been urging me to come. So sometime in the spring, I I might accidentally run into you again in your home. <laughs> You'll have me. If you'll have me. Just uh, let me know before. I, I so can't wait to see you in person, Karen, because you're such I know, a, me too. You're a very special person. And, uh, oh, thank you. You know, it, you, you, you are. And um, it comes through in your work. And um, 
you know, it's been uh, it's been a gift to know, to get to know somebody like yourself. I mean, this doing this this thing, you know, which started as a lark in a way, you know, just to be able to uh, to talk to people who are true artists. Uh, you know, it's it's nice. It's great. It's very inspiring. It's inspired me to be more artistic. You know, this period has reconnected me. I don't know how you're coping, but I I've picked up. I just, as a matter of fact, drove to Woodstock. Because I, I don't mind if people know generally where I am at the moment. Because uh, please come and and bother me and stop me because I'm desperate. But I drove. To, I had a guitar repaired because I've gotten so back into my m- music just for myself. I've noticed. I, oh yeah. I follow you. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's right. I do post some of the songs. So. Oh, it's nice. uh, but it's I. You know, some of them were kind of whatever. It doesn't matter. I, I I just been enjoying getting watching myself again get better at just playing. I can tell in my you know to my own satisfaction. So have you been able to keep yourself going? I mean, you have two. Obviously, you said you're raising a family and you have the dog and you have uh, your yoga and. But what about art? Um, we're talking about me now. Yes. Not, not my daughters. No, no, don't no, worry. No, yeah, you. Both my daughters uh, are, are playing guitar. And oh, my they are. older daughter wrote a song. And so it's interesting how the, I'm looking at the silver linings and not just in my hair um, of, this, of this time. <laughs> um, and uh, it's been beautiful to watch them you know, discover their own um, musicality and artistry uh, with the guitar. I do not play the guitar, um, but I like listening to them and watching them and well, I, all that. I, I said art, not guitar. No, so, I know. Oh, okay. I, know. I wasn't just, sure. I see a guitar behind your head, so I'm just looking at that well, guitar. Right, um, well, that one is the cheapy one that I've been playing on those Instagram. But the... the uh, I picked up my good guitar today. It was repaired finally. I finally just said, I got I got to start to, uh, you know, really enjoy this. So I, I had this guitar that I've been neglecting that I bought when I was in high school. So I repaired that. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I mean, just to get back to the question, how am I maintaining my art? I think I'm just the art of living right now, this year, for me. Per, I'm sure for everybody. But, you know, just being really gentle with myself. Um, um, about the timing of um, a lot of things, my children's years and ages, my husband's career and his work, um, and you know, having had a film that T Eleven Incomplete, which I think I talked to you about. I think I was working on it when we first. Well, yes. yes. Well, it's it's been finished and it. The momentum was so devastatingly depressing because it came out, uh, the opening was in Sydney and then Melbourne, but every festival got canceled. New York, everything, all over the world, yeah. the country, the UK. So this year, I'm not going to complain because we're all healthy and um, there's a lot of things going on, obviously. Um but it was really weird, you know, last year to have had a film um, that meant and means a lot to me and to not share it with people. It was like a anticlimactic, depressing yeah. 
year. So, yeah. But the the positive side is that it's being released uh, in the UK in the end of March and then also um, in the States in the beginning of April, which I'll get more info on that and, and share. Yeah. Which is very exciting. Okay. So, so it will so be that's available. like my art for the year, but it's really sure. good art. Well, art you know, of living sane <laughs> and absolutely. healthy. Absolutely. No, no, no. Right. And, yeah. um, um, you know, and, and you're moving. It's a, it's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. And, and you it's, moved it's... temporarily into this space. So I'm imagining mm-hmm. it's been a lot of, uh, a lot yeah, of, it's kind of a relief to be, I feel like we're, in a like a back home in New York City apartment, you know, it's like shh, quiet. <laughs> no, or, you know, um, oh. it, it it's yeah, it's really that was it's, such good acting that I thought somebody <laughs> was standing right off camera and you were talking just now. <laughs> yeah, I still got it, I guess. Um, <laughs> you got but it, but I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to um, the restored version of what happened. Was it's you know, it's going to be thirty years. And I'm dating myself uh, next um, next well, year. It came out oh right because it came out in ninety. Well, you well we we did the play it or in, the I, film. Well, we did the play and the film in ninety two. Okay, right, and then it was uh, it won because I did it win the ninety three or ninety four Sundance then. Ninety four Sundance was ninety four Sundance. Yeah, right. Um, but, um, so that's and quite a long time ago. <laughs> screenwriting, as Tom would remind me, and screenwriter uh, for best screenplay, uh, yes, or screenwriter award at Sundance as well, uh, yes. which which actually is quite prestigious. Um, so, yeah, yeah, um, it was wonderful. That's an incredible that, that that much time went by. It's just amazing. Yeah, it's it's a long time. That was also um, it was also a, an incredible, remarkable time. For, and, you know, to the film's fortune, it came out of a period where there was this huge swell of indie films. Like it, people were just, you know, yes. in that, rode that wave with all those. Hungry, hungry for them. Like the Cassavetes was all over filmmakers' minds and brains and, and pocketbooks, too, because it's not easy. You know, it wasn't easy to, well, Tom will tell you more about that part, but um you know, I mean, when we were here in L.A., it was my first time in L.A. Um, in 94 for the, what, 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 oh gosh, the Independent Spirit Awards. Spirit and, Awards. and we were opposite Pulp Fiction. And I, I was just like pinching myself going, that was a Miramax, Quentin Tarantino, $10 million production. And here we are. I'm not going to give specifics, but I think it was like $250,000 that we, to make this, and we're in the competition, they won, but it doesn't matter, you know, we propelled and catapulted, I think, my career for sure. Okay. I mean, Tom had already been out there uh, as an much actor. more than, as an actor, but yeah. as a writer, director, it was his premiere. And it seems to meant, meant a lot more to him than anything else. He's... And I think, you know, um, I have similar feelings. It's like a baby, you know, when you, when you get to create something on stage and then you have the ability to actually have it shot and made a film and you're still cast in it and you still can work with the writer director who is also your co 
star. That's like very rare and exciting as hell. So at that still is inspiring to me, you know? Were you doing a lot of theater around that or were you just like taking any gigs well, that just appealed to you or offered or how much auditioning were you doing? Or, or you know, did you have a first love? First love. Uh, and... Oh, it's like not, not, not men. I mean, in, uh, in, in <laughs> like just between doing films or theater, like something like. So I think my really... first love and, um, you know, was indie films. I just felt like a collaborator a real community. It started at purchase and I must say it again with Hal Hartley and the whole crew. Right. Of course. Um, and it, yeah, it continues. And so, yeah, I think the indie film, I just love the spirit of it. It's hard um, financially, but um, I have, I really resonate towards indie films and not to mention that I, I was doing a lot of theater too. I was a member, still am, of the actor Studio. Um, so I did a, a lot of performing, a lot of working out and seeing work, you know, after I graduated and, um, and continue to go here on the East Coast. And I look forward to going back to the West. Um, where, which coast am I on? <laughs> on, the, on the East Coast and, and going back to the studio. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, what went into uh, creating that character? Because she's... Uh, the the result of a lot of uh, clearly of a lot of, of process. Let's put it that way. Very very so, very realistic character. So one of the things that I chose personally um, was a person in my life. You know, I, I was trained in the method school of acting at Purchase, and then went on to assimilate and do other things in order to survive. And, you know, um, and it, so it was a specific person that I is, was very personal to me. So that was my inner dedication. Um, I remember when Tom and I first met, cause we had similar agents, the Gersh agency okay. and they put us together. And they read, I read the script on a Thursday night. It, it was like this thick. I swear it was like a novel. It was a, a 300. I don't know. I'm what? Tom's going to watch this and, and deny everything. No, <laughs> but I read it. Well, I already talked to him. It. So you get the last word. Okay. <laughs> so we were at Cafe des Artistes, I believe um, in Manhattan. And we were, I remember walking up the stairs and we had this beautiful little table and chair and overlooking the street and I, not knowing him at all, just having read the script, I said, I think you could cut this in half. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of balls. Well, I'm from Brooklyn and I just was like, and he just sat there in his way, like by Monday morning, he did huge edits and that was the original script that we did off Broadway. And we did not veer away from any of that when we actually went to production. Well, so what was in there? A lot of talking. Oh yeah. Really. <laughs> There's two people. Um, which I find so interesting. Cause when I was looking at the, um, uh, the publicity thing for um, the release in film forum, 
Mm-hmm. Um, what is the compass? Press release. What? Oh, oscilloscope. Os- oscilloscope. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oscilloscope. Um, and I saw what they put together, and obviously Tom, and the silence between in that scene. You know when the laurels pop in and advertising. Um, and it's so interesting that they chose that scene to publicize, just you know, entice people or remind people who have maybe seen it. It was so silent. And I think what I really appreciated, number one, and still appreciate about Tom, um, he's a very stubborn man, um, and, but rightfully so. So the fact that some somewhat known actor in 91 or two, uh, 92, gave an a suggestion that, you know, you could cut it in half or take out a third or whatever, and then come back three days later um, was really, I have, I have huge respect and admiration for that kind of artist and collaborator and creator, you know, I mean, he was the director, is the director, actor, producer, editor, like, Everythinger, you know. So, right. <laughs> you know, um, mother, we had a father, great, secret. great working relationship. Really understood each other. We got each other. So, to back to your question about the character, so I chose, I chose an accent. Um, I don't know if you could tell. Oh, you, oh, you have seen it, yeah. Oh, three times. All right. Well, I know that accent okay. well. So I was specific. I also. Um, this was very, very clear for me. I wanted to have extra weight on me. Um, I, at that time in my life, was a triathlete. Um, so I had a lot of muscle anyway. So I just kind of ate a lot more, <laughs> did a little more method. I wanted Jackie to be fleshy. Voluptu- a little. Voluptuous, yeah. you know, all of these. I wanted her to be uh <sighs> I just wanted, I just felt physically that's what I wanted, you know, and, um, and that was okay with Tom and, um, my hair color was not okay with Tom, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, and so it was more of a personal thing. I had, you know, I did all my actors work as we all do, you know, to connect the dots and, um, and we shot it all at night. So it was night shoots, um, which is very, very very different. Um, and I was just talking to Tom the other day and, uh, every time he calls me, I, I'm always so surprised and happy. I'm like, Tom. um, <laughs> but I remember he would say, um, you know, when it's five o'clock in the morning and the sun's about to come up and we're, we have to get the shot before the light comes in. He'd say, you're so good when you're tired. And I, I was like, <laughs> but I understood. And I even told, I reminded him that the other day and he said, I never said that. I was like, you said that many times. You're so much, because it was a relaxation. And, you know, I was like starting out or just getting my footing in, in, in the business and um, the world of Indies. So it was uh, all these little things anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if I answered your question yeah, about no, Jackie. Oh, it, she's, she's very I, personal. 
Um, and another personal note, when we did the play off-Broadway at the Paradise Theater, which is Tom's Theater yep. on 4th Street, I, um, in, in the story, I have a lot of, I'm a writer. Nobody knows. Right. This is, uh, goes back to what I said before. She definitely. Right. Yeah. So, right. We don't want to give away too much, but, um, the, the, the kind of actor I am and was, and still will be, I brought, I'm, I've been writing in journals since I was seven. So, you know, those composition books, right. The black and white, right. Um, so many of them, I, physically brought them. Oh, there it is. One of these. <laughs> yeah. So I had so many since I was seven and for my own personal, I uh, brought them to the set in the theater and had it on the trunk mm-hmm. in the trunk and, um, and wrote the whole story that my character writes in one of my journals. So that, you know, just doing that. That's right. Is wow. personalizing um, a lot of things that is uh, is really nice, and we also, I know we're talking about the film, but the film really was inspired by the play, and the play was uh, in the circle, circle in the round. So I sometimes, and it was you know, I'm, well, I don't want to give it away, but I could like touch somebody in the audience. Literally, you could see me sweat smell my breath, whether you liked it or not, or, you know what I mean? Like, you're just, you're so close. And um, it was very, very intimate. So right. we really held that integrity when we did the film. And it helps this, this, didn't it, it, I, I talked to Tom about that, that particular part of how the play was in this. And also, your, are, is, do you feel as an actor, because I never asked this of anybody, and I know a lot of people that, you know, have done theater, but I never asked, is there do you feel more exposed or vulnerable doing theater in the round? It would make sense. You might. You know, in an interesting way, I was very comforted. There was one night where one woman got up in the middle of it and crossed the center of the stage right through me and went out through the fake door of my apartment. And that was really interesting. I was like, I think, well, I think that I think there was an, an issue with her it she how can you leave when you're in theater in the round you're a little tiny theater and you know the only way to go out is through the set the state the set yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just like because it was in the round so she couldn't go around and around and around. i just and i just i remember just standing sitting there i forget what part of the play it was but just going i've i've tracked her i was like this and the entire theater cracked up tom never lost his face he was just like and we went right back into the scene it was just yeah that was very very interesting i find it comforting i find i like it being personal um i think that's why i love film so much too i like the camera in my face although lately getting older it's a little bit more like "Ah," but i'm i'm loving that as well you know Mm-hmm. receiving my my aging and you know just gonna go forward and like all amazing actresses do yeah as natural I, as possible <laughs> right well the camera is shows a lot <laughs> shows a lot yeah it shows a lot but it's um, also very very personal 
um, in my opinion. You know, the relationship you have with your camera person and your lighting people, your sound people, makeup, hair, like I love that. It's real family. It's real community, collaboration. Um, we're all on the same page, you know, for the most part. Had you, you had already, yeah, you had already worked with Hal a few times, right, by then, so. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we were at Cannes with some um, Simple right. Men, right? They, yeah, and, um, yeah, so that was, I think that's how Hal, um, I mean, um, which person am I talking about? Tom. <laughs> I think that Tom saw my work Obviously. in Simple Men, and I think that's what made him go, oh, maybe she'd be interested and I watched. He said he saw a lot of, he saw like everybody in your age and whatever. And, and then somebody suggested you and then, yeah, he just knew. Yeah, he did. And um, he could have said no at Café des Artistes. He could have said no. Especially when you, talk about, <laughs> especially when you came but, in and cleaned the work in half. Especially when I said you can get rid of some of these tweets. So he's, it's lucky because, you know, if he got rid of half the dialogue, it, it could have you're been your half of the dialogue. But fortunately. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm actually a real believer in, you know, less is more. And I've learned that yeah. um, oh. through my wonderful directors that I've worked like with for years. Minimalist, if there ever was one, right? Yes. So yeah. Space. Yeah. Also, Suzanne Guasi, who was the director, is the director of T11 and Complete that's coming out um, very much like that, too. And she show. was brought up in Hal and Tom. And she saw all my work before this film. Um, and those are her, you know, favorite kinds of films. So that's interesting. Right. Well, you, yeah, I would understand. I, I, I never... You've never been far from my mind, because <laughs> because I I not joking because when I saw those films I was coming of an age as a young man maybe I'm roughly your age so but I was coming of an age uh, discovering cinema of my own apart from my parents who introduced me to all the great filmmakers you know in the past like they they love Fellini and Bergman and mm -hmm. you know. And then I was a little young for the Coppola's, you know, but definitely that was the popular cinema. But it wasn't until I was in my 20s. And then all of a sudden there was Hal Hartley out there like that. And that's where I kind of that that era was my own era as a, you know, uh, an audience member and a film lover. So those films that I discovered are very personal. I have a very personal relationship with with Hal and a number of his, you know, um, counterparts or what have you oh, hearts. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know you and and there's a, a group of people and actors and, and creative people that are yeah that's why i was always so uh you know felt very um happy and tickled that you know our paths crossed and converged i know it's really cool it really yeah. is yeah and then you know and and just very also grateful that that the film what happened was Ellipse is is going to get new eyes and ear, you know, new people be introduced to it. And I, I'm very happy that Oscilloscope, you know, invested in the film to do to do. The I'm film. so grateful. I'm so I, I look forward to meeting them one day. And Scott McCauley. Yeah, Scott McCauley. 
great guy. Rock star, rock star. Yeah. He's a good friend. And uh, I actually emailed him. I haven't heard yet, but I, I invited him also because, you know, I actually, oh, good. Was, the early days of the pandemic, uh, I, he had already, and I had talked about, I was worked on a, on a project for Filmmaker Magazine. So the mm-hmm. first months while we were getting those um, stimulus checks and everything, but I also was lucky that I had this, you know, gig that, that, had a payday at the end of it, which, so, you know, so. Yeah, Filmmaker Magazine. What? Filmmaker Magazine was, yeah, yeah Kettle Mateshko, right? He he started it, Scott, and I think, uh, I believe Simple Men, Bobby Burke and I were on the first cover of Filmmaker Magazine. Really? Yeah, I'll send it to you. It's really cool. <laughs> no, well, I love, I love me. the magazine. Are you show it to me next spring or summer when when I when I accidentally well, walk by? We're not moving in until the summer. Oh, right, you're so. moving in, in the summer. Yeah, right. Which is you're moving when I'm a year almost to the day when I moved here because I moved here on June twenty sixth or twenty oh, eighth. Uh, yeah, we'll be like June first, something like okay. mid whatever. June. Yeah, it's a good time to move. You, then you enjoy the entire beautiful summer and uh, fall in your new. Location. Yeah, and and try to reorganize weather again. <laughs> I'm, well, you know, right out there, my window right now is a winter wonderland. I, I don't know if I can even. Maybe what I could do is show it to you here because uh, I can't um, move the computer right now. But this is this is what's going on right outside my window. Oh wow! So, oh wow! Yeah, it's it's today was uh, the snowstorm. I when I went to pick up that guitar in right near Woodstock, New York, and uh, as I was driving there, the snow was starting. I re- oh, that's right, we're supposed to get us. So I was kind of hoping to get home before, you know, if in case it became uh, more of a. Were you able to? Their system. What? Were you able to get home before it became? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then oh I, good. And then after this, I'll go out and I'll shovel because I like doing that kind of stuff. And it's, <laughs> it's a good exercise. exercise. Yeah, and, and my new commitment to yoga. Well, I'm really happy about that for you. I mean, I think for all of us. Well, I got to do something. And that, yes. that, and it's, you know, it's good as I was thinking of these, I, of those stories about these older women who are crippled by arthritis and this and that. And then they start yoga. And then they're all of a sudden like a new person. And another thing, I was just telling somebody how I had, I talked to in the last year or so uh, since this was, you know, long time since we, you and I met, but I had Lee Grant, the actor, Lee Grant. Well, Lee Grant was one of my mentors at the actor studio. So, wow. What a three. Anyway, but go ahead. Amazing. That's yeah. wonderful. I, I didn't put that together, but she, through she's remarkable and through connect she must be doing yoga or something because when i i went to her apartment because this was all arranged by through some connections and um she agreed to do the podcast i mean you know where do you where do you begin but i start, <laughs> I mean, start with like that you know yeah hello i have at my uh, right here yeah. my it's you should listen to this conversation if you get a minute because i will we get we connected so deeply with so uh, you know. She's you lovely. Be in the moment. What about have you and, like 
have you ever had um, Ellen Burstyn or um, Estelle Parsons or like those? These I are like love, I would love it. First of all, these were my my role models at the actor studio. In sure, back well, Ellen, for sure. I mean, there were others for sure. Uh, do you know who um, Sheila Nevins is? Sheila, Sheila Nevins. Sheila Nevins. She's what ran. She ran uh, essentially. Uh, produced all of the documentaries on, you know, what is it? Um, I want to say HBO, but um, I, I know I'm just screwing up. Anyway, she's a documentary producer, or she's an older woman. She's left. I mean, she's, but she, she uh, is friends with everybody. She knows that. So, so uh, she did my podcast some time ago also, and she ended up taking me <laughs> to see Ellen Burstyn off Broadway, and she was pals with Ellen. And so um, I probably know her. Yeah. yeah. So she she um, I met Ellen and I you know and we 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 after the play uh, I think it was one of the what Shakespeare comedies so it might have been uh, one of the Eric comedy of errors. I'm trying to remember okay. where she anyway she was so good in it uh, but she she um, so I got to meet her not that long ago. It was in the village, and um, but I, I you know, it's you got it. The, the situation has to be right, and uh, yeah, the timing has to be right. Yeah, I, I, I don't just go up. Yeah. I, I have, but I rarely do. It has to be the right person. And then I met also Estelle was uh, in a uh, a documentary because she where she lives in this apartment uh, complex for actors and artists in the west west side. You know those apartments on. West of Times yeah. Square, you know, yeah, like right, right off Times Square, They're both tall ones. Yes, yeah. I know that very well. Yep. So my, I have a, an acquaintance friend who's a documentary filmmaker, and she made a documentary about those, built the history of those buildings and all the people that have come out of there. Like oh, Alicia I'd love Keys. to see that. Oh yeah, it, it right. takes like twenty years to get in there. I heard. Yeah, I, I guess so. It must be quite a waiting list. Anyway, and you know, it's one of those things where when you're not working, like now. They lower the rent for you. They it's it's That's awesome. It's, it's the same. And then when you're working again, they raise it back. You know, it's an incredible situation. So artists have a place to live. You know, in mm-hmm. in, in New York City. So, uh, but the, this documentary. So she was uh, Estelle was was in it. Was in the documentary. So when they premiered it at Doc NYC, which is a New York City documentary film festival, she was on the you know like on the panel or whatever in the Q and A, and then afterwards. She, we're leaving and she was out there and I, I you know, but I, again, again, it's sort of awkward when you don't, what do you get, you know, if I don't have an introduction or something, but you know what I mean? But she's like yeah. 90 years old also. She's, uh, she's up there. Yeah. But you know, good genes, good DNA. Cause yeah. Great talents, great mind, great heart. Yes. Um, Joyce Van Patten. Do you know her? Yeah. yeah. She's another one. She who's also, I don't know if she was at this studio. I guess is it, maybe she was at a different. Um, there's another Van Patten. Well, she's probably related to him that, or her. Right. Because Joyce Van Patten's daughter was married to uh, Martin Balsam. She's well, she, she was married to a lot of men, actually. <laughs> but yeah. He okay. had a daughter. Her daughter is Talia Balsam, who's a fine actor. And. I, I got to meet her for the podcast and, and, but, you know, and then just realized, oh, right. Your parents are icons of the theater world. To tell exactly. Martin Balsam <laughs> and 
Joyce put it all together. <laughs> Joyce McPadden. So, you know, these people are still working. I mean, Lee, uh, I, uh, Grant, I don't think she acts anymore, but. No, she was, she was wonderful. She was a, our moderator um, a lot, along with um, Paul Newman and Harvey Keitel, um, Shelley. I don't know any of those. Oh, okay. I never heard of any of them, but they sound great. <laughs> it's an old joke. I know. Um, no, I was blessed to have, you know, gotten into that, which is great. Wonderful. Well, I appreciate, again, I appreciate your, your, your agreeing to do this. And I hope I have any convenience to your family or whomever's there. Oh, no, my dog's sleeping. <laughs> I don't hear him snoring. He usually does. Augie. Augie, you're such a good boy. I really would love a dog right about now. This uh, I took this place very last minute, and it's very small. Yeah. So I'm looking for, um, I'm, I have a potential place that's bigger. Oh, thank you. Augie, Ugh. thank you for doing my podcast and my YouTube. Say hi to Adam. So sweet. <laughs> How old is he? He's going to be seven this August. So, okay. So, so he's definitely, I definitely pet Augie. Because what was I there about four, three, four years? I think it was three, three years ago. That sounds about right. Four? four? Yeah, somewhere in there. So he was a little bit of a Wasn't that long baby. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was around that. Yeah. Because I, um, and I've been back only probably once since I think uh, uh, oh well it's been so great talking to you Adam here. Same here. I, I look Thanks. yeah yeah all right we'll stay I'm, in touch yes and I'm really looking forward to um, this new what happened was I know and be, the sequel well that's I can I only mentioned because Tom brought it up Tom brought okay it then up. you can you can mention it then I you yeah. know I'm very careful with my directors <laughs> i'm bringing it up as to okay. what i say and what I i'm don't planting say. the seeds out there the demand will be yeah. what happened next next i don't know i think something like that yeah i think it's a great idea and it, i think it's great we'll, idea. we'll get a, a little bit of a gauge by the success of this new um yeah we'll see if there's of, interest and um i know a lot of people uh that have never seen what happened was um, that even just from my posting are just blown away and so excited. So hopefully the streaming will be very successful. Do it, buy the tickets because go to the virtual cinema, your favorite one and buy the ticket because uh, as of Friday, this Friday, it's Tuesday, the right now today's Tuesday, the 26th, so the 29th. It's going to be out there at your, you know, friendly virtual art cinema. And so you get to support Karen, you get to support Tom and the film, but you also support an independent, like, you know, an art house, which, you know, everybody's needing support right now. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much, Adam. Blessings and happy, healthy everything. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Bye.